This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. you see isn't for an ambulance take a stance of faith for it will create a balance don't reach to the phone but to the gracious throne it will give you a better tone of life not to be prone you will later realize the struggle is only fallacious when you realize the almighty God is all gracious yes the disturbance may not bring the nuance but the dance 
they must see its continuance. For he has turned the morning into dancing again, and he has lifted the sorrow of the arrow of pain. And that's our God. You can't deny him. Written by Ebenezer Koi. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to search you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to search yourself. And then, ask Him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville. episode of Tech Talk was aired and recorded on the 27th March 2014. This is the sixth part of the discussion, Child Online Protection. Alright, back to you, Jolo. Okay, yeah, voyeurism is also another thing that happens on social networks. That's um, um, with respect to what Mr. Abano said, nude pictures and then the rest. Now, also there are, we should also look out for pedophiles online. You see, most... Um, Who is a pedophile? A pedophile is someone, someone that, in my own words, he perves on children or yeah. someone that has um sexual desires towards children it could be male female or the rest or ex- um, harasses them sexually in that sense is a pedophile now it happens online basically to most people after posting their pictures online they have grown-ups holding their pictures you know sending them sexual messages and the rest so it's also another thing that parents should look out for in their kids yeah okay in ghana here it kind of seems like um parents are careless and they just ignore the fact that the internet is not just a source of entertainment alone but then they're actually 
the bad sides. Why? What is it? The what's the main reason why it seems like parents in Ghana are careless of how long their kids use the internet? Well, uh, basically, I believe that is is more got to do with awareness than with. Uh, yeah. For example, my uncle, what he does is that after maybe once a week, he goes online and checks the browsing history of uh, this his uh, his uh, his uh, his children of my cousins, and he does that to uh, check what the content they are browsing and what they are doing. Uh, okay, yeah. he doesn't browse through the website, but he looks at the links that they visited and what the things that their online activities. Okay. Uh, okay, and there are people. Uh, there are some people who also have. Uh, this uh, who are on their uh, children's uh, Facebook network. I know. I know about uh, this. Eighty percent of uh, this uh, Ghanaian uh, children, teenagers especially, who are on Facebook, who do not want even to have a uh, this uh, to share a link with uh, this. Uh, Network with their parents, okay, because wow. of the kind of things that they do, yeah. and some uh, parents are not bothered about it because they 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 are not aware of it, okay. Some of them are aware of it, but they see the internet as a, they have this prejudice uh, prejudice uh, this, uh, philosophy of the internet being terrible and bad, okay. Others are also ignorant about some of the risks involved in some of these internet access, and even some of them do not even know that their children are even on the internet. I know the. Especially, especially those in public schools. Some of the kids they go out and they visit internet cafes. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the pe uh, the parent is concerned, the child is out. Uh, uh, they say, uh, is outside playing or playing a game or doing something else. But deep down, the child is probably sitting in an internet cafe browsing the internet. And some of these uh, internet cafe decent uh, guys, they are out to make their money. So whether the child is browsing, decent. Uh, Browsing on pornographic sites, they are not really concerned about it. So I think much has got to do with awareness about the risk involved in internet access. True, I totally agree with Mr. Abando. Yeah. He said most of it, though, yeah, it's true. It has to do with awareness. Okay. Um, Mr. Abando was uh, made mention of a certain rule, and you were talking about the parents' aspect, and I, and I cut him, and you can come back to, to that now. How parents can ensure that their kids are secure online? Okay. Uh, when you talk about parents, you are looking at uh, we are looking at the safety of the safety and security of personal secu uh, computers over the internet. Usually, uh, children have a laptop that they browse. Now, as much as possible, uh, okay. As parents, we should make sure that we should try and keep the computers in a common room. Uh, okay, in a common room whereby you can uh, meet the children and probably even uh, the same. Even uh, see what they are doing over the internet. That was help help us as uh, this, uh, safety guidelines. Because if they are uh, this, uh, on their computer in the privacy of their room, they can uh, this, uh, they are tempted to uh, uh, do certain things because they feel that they are in their room. They are tempted to do certain things which will probably expose them to the outside world. Then another thing is the solution of uh, uh, this, uh, firewalls and antivirus software. Some of these antivirus software and viruses help them put parental controls on the, uh, on the internet uh, this, uh, browsers. A lot of parents do not know uh, about this, but it's something that they can use to help, uh, uh, they can use to guide the children. Content filtering, yeah. And some and another uh, this, uh, recommendation by the COP is to establish rules about internet usage 
what do you can the child uh, the child or uh, the, what the child can use the internet to do and what he cannot use the internet to do and also some of the um, the repercussions of what they, uh, of what they might do in the, the, they should educate the children about some of the risks that in, uh, is involved with the uh, okay what what can the governments do not just kind of here governments in general what can they do to enforce COP okay now. <laughs> With, uh, I personally believe that uh, this, uh, with the implementation of the COP Act is more got to do with the, at the individual level, at the parent family level and uh, this education level. So, okay, but the government can also establish uh, this, uh, institute some policies as to the kind of content that, the, uh, uh, or policies for institutions that have internet access. About having content filtering, uh, uh, this is software solutions on their uh, systems or on their network, so that it will prevent children within this institution from browsing the internet or going to pornographic site. For example, I know Valley View University. We have a uh, this, uh, we have a firewall that filters content over the internet. Yes, and you cannot browse. Uh, this you cannot go to pornographic sites from uh, this. Uh, this is more got to do with our uh, this uh, Christian philosophies. Oh, okay. Which has uh, this thing, uh, this thing that has uh, instituted that content filtering. You can't go to hack sites, you can't go to pornographic sites. And these are some policies that can be, uh, uh, this thing, the government can uh, this thing, uh, invoke to for. And also, betting sites too. It's, yeah, it's all been be blocked. Yeah, yeah, blocks all of that. You have been listening to a discussion on the topic child online protection. A continuation will be brought to you later. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region. Ghana. We will expect your feedback. Lose the power when the
I welcome you to Moment of Truth, and this is your servant Ebenezer Ba. I have captured my sermon, Getting Ready to Grow. Getting Ready to Grow. Now, let me ask you this simple question When will you grow in Christ? Which will be the appropriate time for you to grow in Christ? Not all church members are prepared to grow in the number and also in spirit. Consider the church of Laodicea. Even if a successful evangelist had come and converted many people, how many would have remained faithful in a spiritual environment? Let us pray. Dear Father, this is the time for you to speak to us. Put your words in my mouth. In Jesus' name, Amen. Get ready to grow. Get ready to grow. When is the appropriate time for us to grow? For churches to grow, they must look beyond their evangelistic efforts. For the morality rate of new converts is often high. Unless a congregation is prepared to assimilate and nurture new converts, any success in the evangelism may be short-lived. To have real enduring growth, we must get ready to grow. Preparing ourselves as congregation, preparing ourselves as individual members of a congregation, what is necessary in getting ready to grow? First, Allow me to suggest what we must do as a congregation. Offer assemblies at that edify. The first exposure many have to the gospel is by visiting a local congregation. What do they see and hear? Do they see or do they love? Do they hear or what? Does it draw them closer to God? It's a question. Do our visitors experience courtesy, warmth, and interest in the spiritual matters? Not all church members provide the right environment conducive for worship and spiritual growth. New converts often depend heavily 
upon the spiritual nourishment provided by the assemblies and rightly so excited by their newfound faith. Anxious to grow quickly, they attend all series of services of the church. What do they find? Half-hearted service? Spiritually attended old members? If we are serious about growing, those who lead us in our assemblies would take the attack seriously, coming prepared to serve their role, doing so gladly and with enthusiasm. Every member will do what they can to make our assemblies edify to all mankind. Arriving early to welcome and visit with visitors, other church members, participating wholeheartedly in a singing and also praying. Bible studies in everything and every kind of art of service. Staying around and visiting afterward, assimilate and nurture new members. As valuable as our assemblies may be, they are not always adequate by themselves. New members may remain on the, on the fridge, left out of the family life of the congregation. Remain on the fringe for long and they may begin look or looking elsewhere. Babies in Christ often require special attention and nurturing. New converts often bring with them many personal problems. They need the concern and care of interested, mature Christians. Otherwise, they may soon quieter away. Now the question is, what must we do as individuals that strengthen our relationship with Christ? Why is it so important? Others must see it in us, the blessings of working with God, not simply the pride of knowing about the Lord. We cannot share what we do not have. No matter how strong our relationship with God, we can always improve as Paul recognized this in his own life. Peter wrote this, and that our spiritual growth must always be increasing. Second Peter chapter 1, the verse number 5 to 8. Therefore, we must continue to add to our faith virtue, to our virtue, the knowledge. Much of this accomplished through personal and daily devotions. But personal effort must be accomplished by frequent assembly, strengthening our relationship with one another. Why is this important? Our love and unity is a powerful witness for Christ. If we don't love ourselves, how can we be powerful in His sight? A strong network for Christians is essential to assimilate and nurture new Christians. No matter how strong our relationship with one another, we can always improve. Acts Paul exhorted the Thessalonians. As Peter wrote to the Christians in general, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 22. Therefore, we must seek out opportunities to strengthen our bond in Christ. Regular attendance is certainly a great help, and so is simple hospitality both offered and also accepted. Develop relationship with the lost, with everyone and Christ our Lord. Let me ask you this again. Why is this also important? Light must also shine in darkness to be found of much value. If people are sick, those with cure must be willing to be strong and also among them. We need not to neglect anyone, no matter how or who they are. Relationships with the lost can serve the basis for continuing the relationship with them and after them they are saved developing relationships with the lost is an ongoing process if an effort to share the gospel is not well received we may need to move on just as jesus could not stay in one place 
we cannot limit our outreach to just as a few friends, relatives, and neighbors. Beloved, this is the time for us to establish a strong relationship. And therefore, I encourage you to grow in Christ. When will you grow? If you can grow, it depends the kind of intimacy we have with Christ Jesus and also others. It's my prayer that we may grow spiritually in Christ so that he will not cast out us and therefore name or put down our names in the book of righteousness so that when he comes, we may not find ourselves wanting. May the good Lord bless you as you have listened to this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, dear Father, for your word that you have given to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or plus 233-244-235017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>